It's your boy Little Bleach back in this bitch, and today we are going to be talking about Anne Green. Now, Anne Green was an English domestic servant who was accused of committing infanticide in nineteen fifty or in sixteen fifty. That's a big fucking jump. Not gonna lie, uh, she survived her attempted execution and was revived by physicians from the University of Oxford. Trial and punishment. Green was born around 1628 in Steep Barton, Oxfordshire. In her early childhood, she worked as a scourly maid in the house of Sir Thomas Reed, a justice of peace who lived in the nearby Dun's Toe. She later claimed that in 1650, when she was a 22-year-old servant, she was often solicited by fair promises and other amirs enticements by sir thompson's grandson jeffrey reed who was 16 or 17 years old and that she was seduced by him she became pregnant though she later claimed that she was not aware of her pregnancy until she miscarried in the privy after 17 weeks she tried to conceal the remains of the fetus but was discovered and suspected of infanticide. sir thomas prosecuted green under the concealment of birth of bastards act of 1624 ain't that a crazy like back in the day like it just makes me wonder like what kind of fucking like names they had for some of this shit because you know this wouldn't fly now the concealment of birth of bastards but bastards basically just means like uh, a child without a mother i believe or a child without a father one of the two i think it's a child without a father okay but act of 1624 under which there was a legal presumption that a woman who concealed the death of her illegitimate child had murdered it a midwife testified that the fetus was too underdeveloped to have been born alive and several servants who worked with green testified that she had certain issues for about a month before she miscarried which began after she had violently labored in screening of malt in spite of the testimony green was found guilty of the murder and was hanged at the oxford castle on 14 December 1650, at her own request, several of her friends pulled at her swinging body and a soldier struck her four times with the butt of his musket to expedite her death and dispatch her out of pain. After a half an hour, everyone believed her to be dead, so she was cut down and given to the Ox University of Oxford physicians, William Petty and Thomas Willis, for dissection. Recovery. Green's coffin was opened the following day and it was discovered she had a faint pulse and was weakly breathing. Pity and Willis sought the help of their Oxford colleagues, Ralph Buthurst and Henry Clerk. The group of physicians tried many remedies to revive Green, including pouring hot cordial down her throat, rubbing her limbs and extremities, bloodletting, applying a poultice to her breast, and having a heating oxidiferous clister to be cast up in her body to give heat and warmth to her bowels. The physicians then placed her in a warm bed with another woman who rubbed her and kept her warm. Green began to recover quickly and began to speak after 12 to 14 hours of treatment, eating solid food after four days. Within one month, she had fully recovered, aside from amnesia, about the time surrounding her execution. The authorities granted Green a reprove from execution while she recovered and ultimately pardoned her, believing that the hand of God had saved her demonstrating her innocence. Furthermore, one 
pamphleter notes that Sir Thomas Red died three days after Green's execution, so there was no prosecutor to object to pardon. However, another pamphleter writes that her recovery moved some of her enemies to wrath and indignation, in so much that a great man among the rest moved to have her again carried to the place of execution to be hanged up by the neck. Contrary to all law and reason and justice, but some honest solitors then present seemed to be very discontent thereafter and threatened on Green's behalf. After her recovery, Green went to stay with her friends in the country, taking the coffin with her. She married, had three kids, and died in 1959. So hold on. Okay, so she was hung in... Uh, 1650? Okay, so she she lived like... She lived nine years after her death. So, I mean, that's crazy as fuck. She got hanged by the fucking neck. Buried alive. Dug up. Brought back to life. And then lived nine more years. And I think it's great she took her casket with her. Like, like if I, like, almost died, I would definitely want my casket, too. Like, you already paid for this shit. It's mine anyways. Cultural significance. The event inspired the 17th century pamphlets, the first by W. Burden, and was entitled A Wonder of Wonders, Oxford 6051. Its first edition and decreation of Oxford of Anne Green in its second edition. Borden's pamphlets portrayed the event in miraculous metaphysical terms. In 1651, Richard Watkins also published a pamphlet containing a sober, medically accurate prose account of the event and poems inspired by it, entitled News of the Dead, Oxford Leonard, which filled 1651. The poems of which there were 25 in various languages included a set of English verses by Christopher Wren, who was at the time a gentleman commoner, a student who paid for all his fees in advance, of Wedham College. Green's story was also mentioned in the 1659 English edition of Dennis Patia's History of the World and Robert Platt's 1617 or 1677, The Natural History of Oxfordshire. The book's the Platt's book is the first account known to be mentioned. Green's later marriage and the year of her death. References. I don't. I, I dude. I don't read that shit anymore. I'm sorry, guys. But anyways, that's that's all I'm gonna really mention. We'll just kind of go over my take of this situation again. But yeah, I just think it's crazy. Like, she came back to life, and then and you know what's even weirder is like they didn't even mention this, but like the dude that uh like I guess put her to trial or whatever. He died three days later. So, like, let's just say, like, God really did do that. Like, you know, like, she she was falsely accused of dying, somehow managed to not die, and then three later days later, that other dude dies. Like, it's that's kind of crazy to me. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, what's y'all's thoughts on Anne Green? Um, at me about this on Twitter. I think it's really crazy, and I think it's crazy, like, that she was brought back to life. Maybe she wasn't necessarily, but I mean, like, I wonder if she was just, like, if she faked her death, 
or if she was like in like a temporary coma. But yeah, I mean, it was like 16 something. So, I mean, there's not really any way they could have just like checked her. So just imagine back then, like you see this chick get hung. You watch this girl get buried. And then a week later, you just see her walking around town like, like I'd be freaking the fuck out a little bit. You know what I mean? But hey, at the end of the day, I wouldn't want smoke with her because if she survived being hung, she'd definitely fuck you up in a fight. That's a tough chick. But yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, shout out Ann Green. But yeah, most importantly, uh, shout out J-List and shout out PlayAsia. Um, you can click those links on the, the like actual episode. So yeah, that's that's always good. It's a good way to support this page. I gotta get a podcast studio so I can do these more often. And yeah, we're gonna keep dropping these bangers on them. But yeah, um, if y'all got any more creepy Wikipedia shit, be sure to add me on Twitter to cover it, and I'll be covering more of it. And I'd like to actually like make a YouTube channel again for this, but like, I don't know. The last time, like, I had the creepy music, I had everything set up, and we still got uh band so like maybe like Anne green i'll revive from the dead with my youtube channel but we shall see